1 Corinthians, a little hot, boys. 1 Corinthians eleven twenty six. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death until what? Until who comes? Until Jesus comes. You see, you and I, we definitely have all the reason in the world to lift up our soldiers, to lift up our veterans. But we also have a, a, a definite mandate to praise our Savior. And I'm going to tell you something. I know I can't find it. And if you know it biblically, you show me. I can't show you any higher praise and worship for Jesus than when you and I do the Lord's Supper. Because this, the, the reference here says, in remembrance of me. We're doing this not because of us. We're doing this because of Jesus. We're doing this because we believe that Jesus came. We believe that Jesus died. We believe that Jesus is coming back. In 1 Thessalonians 5, it says, I really don't know, I don't need to write to you about how and when all this will happen. Some of us get all bent out of shape. We want to know exactly when. We want to know the time. We want to know the day. Well, my question is, why do you want to know that? That's an important question to answer. For you know quite well that the day of the Lord will come unexpectedly, like a thief in the night. When people are saying all is well, everything is peaceful and secure, then disaster will fall upon them as suddenly as a woman's birth pains begin when her child is about to be born, and there will be no escape. You see, when we look at these passages and, we, and promises of the Word of God, we're told in light that there will be good times on this earth, and then there's going to be bad times. There's going to be times that are better than others, and, and, and there will be some that, that aren't so great. But, you know, when you look into America, and we're coming up on this next week before the week of Thanksgiving, how do you look at your society? It's apparent that we have a group in this nation that evidently they are on uh, Ridlin or something. Uh, I, I've never seen anything. I, I'm going to tell you what. I prayed and, and I said, God, whatever you choose to do in this election, I will accept. But evidently what we're seeing is a group of people that can't accept what the American people have done. But, you know, physically... We, we live in a time where modern medicine has eliminated many, many of the diseases such as smallpox and polio and leprosy. All of these are dreaded diseases, and they've just about been eliminated by just medicine, things that our, 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 our world has provided. Financially, some say we're in good times. Now, when I go to Honduras and Mexico and I look at America, man, we're so blessed. We... I see the land of the milk and honey flowing freely, wealth everywhere. Even the peasants of our land that we would feel like would be peasants are living in affluency compared to the average person in the third world countries. 
So as we look educationally, we're in a, a virtual explosion of knowledge for the last 30 years, and it is thought said that 75% of all the scientists who have ever lived are alive today. It takes a computer about one minute to do what thousands it took uh, years to do. We're living in that kind of, of, uh, of, of knowledge. I heard the other day about a man in New York. He got his tie caught up in a fax machine, and he wound up in Los Angeles. Now, I realize that that's pushing it a little bit. And maybe in your mind's eye that as, as I point at things being good, you say, I don't see the goodness. Boy, I'm telling you what, I need to, I need to uh, zap you to, to the third world countries, and you would see what I'm talking about. You just don't realize how blessed you really are. So in many ways, you know, we can say we're in good times. In other ways, we can say we're in bad times. But some of the things I still see happening, and it will happen evidently until Jesus comes, the rich are going to continue to get richer, and the poor are going to continue to get poor. And I see this not only in the third world countries, but I see it. It's why I'm so committed to our own food program, because I see the hunger in the United States. What some of you don't realize When kids are out of school, some of them don't get fed. Some of them don't eat. When you're eating on the weekends, you think about that. When kids are not at school, they don't get fed. And so organizations are rising up to take action against these kind of things and helping these the summer programs and and, and others where kids don't have to go without food on the weekend. Isn't it amazing that we live in such technology that we've created a bomb that will destroy the entire world? Don't that just bless you? Someone described our civilization like a monkey with a blowtorch in a room full of dynamite. That's exactly what I see and 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 the powers that be. I mean, we we're we're too We're too sophisticated, I think, sometimes for our own well-being. It's true that we're moving faster than ever before, and and the students of the Word of God know that what we're leading up to is what we've read to you in 1 Thessalonians 5, that times are growing nigh, that Jesus is soon to return. And I really believe with all my heart that Jesus is definitely coming back. Paul tells us in verse 1, concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write you. In other words, what we really need to be concerned about is not the day or the time, but are we ready for the return of Jesus? Are you living in light that he could come at any moment? Is your life so in order that Jesus could, could look at you and you wouldn't be embarrassed by the way you're living if he showed up today? The prophets are warning us in Isaiah 13, 6, Wail for the day of the Lord is at hand, and it will come as destruction from the Almighty. You see, Jesus, while when he comes, it'll be great for you and I, it's going to bring judgment on this earth. The Bible tells us that Jesus will come like a thief in the night. The word thief in the Greek means kleptos, and it's where we get our word kleptomaniac. You know what I've never noticed about a thief? I've never seen a thief call me on my phone and say, by the way, Tuesday at 3 o'clock, I'm going to rob your house. 
They don't do such things as that. And what the Bible's trying to teach us, we're not going to be informed. We're not going to be told when Jesus is coming back. We just need to be ready for that event. Our lives actually need to be in sync spiritually with the Jesus that we serve. So, you know, what is it about the day? There was a little other man visited a school one day, and, this, and, and he said, now, guys, he's speaking to this uh, elementary class. He said, I'm coming back. And when I come back, I'm going to inspect your desk. And the one that is the cleanest, I'm going to give you a big prize. Well, all of a sudden, everybody started buzzing, and he walks out. So one little girl said, you know what, teacher? I'm going to make sure that my desk is the cleanest of all clean when he comes back, and I'm going to win that prize. Everybody started laughing in the class because her desk was the messiest of all of the students in the room. So all of a sudden, somebody raised their hand and said, well, how are you going to do that? She said, at the end of the week, I'm just going to clean my desk, and it'll be immaculate. Somebody raised their hand and said, well, what if he comes in the first of the week? So she thought about it and then she said, I tell you what I'm going to do. Every morning I get here, I'm going to make sure that my desk is cleaner than anybody in this room. Somebody says, well, after your use of that desk, we just watch you during the day. Your desk is the messiest in all of the, the room. One of Jesus or one of this investigator or this, 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 this person comes at the end of the day. All of a sudden she thought about it and she said, you know what? I'm going to make sure my desk is clean at all times. It will never be a mess, and I promise you, I'm going to win that prize. You know what? That's the attitude that we really need to take toward Jesus. We shouldn't be sitting around trying to figure out, is he going to come back in the spring, winter, or fall? We shouldn't be trying to figure out if he's coming in the night or in the day. We shouldn't be trying to calculate all of that stuff. What we should be doing is making sure that when he does come, we're ready. And the prize is to be his bride, to be his foe, to be his loving children. Yes, we, we, we are going to have a lot of people who didn't heed the warning, who did not listen to the word of God, who did not take the simple math. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 26, that said, the reason that we do the Lord's Supper is that we acknowledge and memorialize the death of Jesus, but also his return. The Bible tells us in Matthew 24, 37 through 39, but as the days of Noah were, so also will be the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark and did not know until the flood came and took them all away. So also will be the coming of the Lord. For hundreds of years, Noah preached, Jesus is coming. The Father's coming. Judgment's coming. Don't listen listen to what I'm saying. It's going to happen. You're going to die if you don't listen. They didn't listen. The Bible says that Noah and his family of eight went on the ark. Why? Because they didn't listen to the warning. You see, while you and I, we have the Bible, 
And even when I tell you that there are 380 times that the return of the Lord is mentioned in the Scripture, one out of every 25 verses in the Bible points eager fingers to the second coming of the Lord. We just have gotten to the point that we don't listen anymore. We don't hear it. It doesn't compute. But I'm telling you something. If Jesus were to show up today, I wonder all of the missing saints, wherever they might be today, what are they doing? What are they, what are, all the people that I've seen through the years come through Solid Rock Baptist Church, and hopefully they're somewhere worshiping somewhere, but what's going on in their life? Because I'm telling you something. It all comes into preview and review when Jesus returns. You see, the day of coming was was a, dra- a, a dramatic life when he does show up, but it's going to be different than when he came the first time. The first time Jesus came to redeem, this time he will come to rule. The first time Jesus came as the suffering servant, this time he will come as the supreme sovereign Lord. The first time he was placed in a manger, but this time he will be proclaimed as the master. First time his deity was denied, but this time his deity will be declared. You see, the first time Jesus came, he was cursed as a false king, but this time he will be crowned the true king. You see, Satan, the first time Satan was a destructive force, but this time Satan will be a defeated foe. The first time he came to proclaim his kingdom, but this time he will come to claim his kingdom. Yes, you and I miss the glory of Jesus' first coming, but I promise you the second coming, you're going to experience that. You're going to experience his glory either by already being there as many that we have in our hearts that will come back with him if we're here when Jesus comes or while we're here, we will go with Jesus Meet him in the air, and we will there go and be with him, the coming king, forever and ever. And the church said, Amen. Amen. One solid, solid reason that I know that Jesus is coming again because he said he would. In John 14, precious words, let not your heart be troubled. If you believe in God, also believe in me. For in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. But you see, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, Jesus said, I'll come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there you may be also. Jesus, don't lie. He came. He stayed. He left. But he's coming back. Now, my question is, are you living to bring glory and honor to the one that we honor and we want to glorify through our lives today? You see, before we take this Lord's Supper, I want us to have a moment. Because in 1 Corinthians 11, it speaks of the division, the dissension. It speaks of the sin that was going on in the Corinthian church and in the lives of the believers. And so I want to ask you this. It says, for many were sick and weak. Many died because they treated God's worship through the Lord's Supper unworthily. And and I like to always give you an opportunity. If something's on your heart, 
something's on your mind, take it to the Lord. Just, just spend these few moments as we go in a short invitation before the Lord's Supper. And, and you and Jesus say, are you ready for him to show back up by the way you're living right now? With your head bowed and your eyes closed, Father, we know, Lord Jesus,